0: Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27 in the New King James translation it says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart the King James translation says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord Searching all the inward parts of the belly. And the margin here says, uh, also says rooms of the belly. So it's our heart, our, our inward person. Praise God. <clears throat> Father, we love you, we praise you, we glorify you, we magnify you, and we bless you. We thank you, as always, for your blessed holy word and the anointing upon your word thank you for our ears to hear your word our hearts to receive it and our minds to be open to the glorious light of your word we believe you today as a group for utterance in the holy spirit not only today in this service but throughout the coming days months weeks and years should jesus tarry to proclaim the truth of your word that makes people free we thank you father for spiritual freedom in a free country where we are free to worship, praise, pray, speak, and teach your word without fear of retribution or reprisal. We honor you today. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you that we need no man to teach us. We're taught by the Holy Spirit who lives within us as believers. We thank you that your word is true, that you're not a man to lie nor the son of man to repent. What you said you'll do, what you spoke you'll make good. So we thank you. We thank you, Father, again, as we come before you, that we come knowing that anything that we ask according to your will, that you hear us. And when you hear us, we have the petitions that we desire of you. So thank, we thank you today. Receive our praise and our love as we study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, we've been talking about the last several weeks, being more spirit conscious, and I'll briefly review, uh, this would be part four today, I'll briefly review part three, and we'll go on with part four, we said, and of course our, our main text for this is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and 24, Uh he says as he concludes that letter, Paul concludes that letter, that I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord. We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, uh, we, we are spirits. We have the soulish realm, our minds, wills, and emotions, and we live in these physical bodies. Now, we said last week that we often look And we've been talking about being led by the Spirit. We often look for the spectacular leading and miss the supernatural. We saw an example in uh, 1 Kings 19, 11 and 12, uh, where Elijah, who had just done the spectacular by defeating the prophets of Baal and then ran away from Jezebel, hid in a cave, slept in a cave. He had just done the supernatural And spectacular but he uh, you know fell back into uh, doubt and unbelief and a little bit of fear and so he uh, ran and God spoke to him. Uh, There there was an earthquake, there was fire, there was wind but it said that God's voice wasn't in any of those. He was in the still small voice. Now that the still small voice is the Actually, the second way that he leads us as Christians, with a still, small voice. The first way that we need is the inward witness. The number one way is going to lead us, of course, is the inward witness, primary way. We have to develop our spirits to be led. Now, some of us have heard the still, small voice. I mean, it doesn't matter if you haven't. He'll lead you still by the inward witness. We saw, and don't turn there, but we saw in Romans chapter 8 some important things about how he leads us. In verse 12, it says, therefore, brethren, we're debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Talking about Uh, spiritual life, of course. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, or Father, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit witnesses to our spirit that we're children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may be also be glorified together the Holy spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of god remember jesus said in john 10 my sheep hear my voice voice of a stranger they won't hear we're joint heirs with Jesus. That's the same as what he said in his great prayer in, in John 17. He talked about the Father loving us as much as uh, he loved him. He said that uh, he wasn't praying that prayer only for the disciples, as he did in verses 6 through 19, but for those who would believe on him by their words. That's verse 20, John 17, 20. And that's us. You confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved For the heart. Man believes unto righteousness with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. All those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So believing uh, and, and speaking are vitally important. We're joint heirs with Jesus. He loves us as much as he loves Jesus. So we have to train our spirits to discern his voice. It's vitally important. Not often we'll hear hear an audible voice, but it's possible. The Bible says, though, that there's many voices in the world, none without significance or meaning. That's 1 Corinthians 14.10. So there's voices out there. A lot of people are listening to all kinds of voices. A trained spirit won't listen to the wrong one. We know that there's a more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, maybe some of you have heard that. It's, it's important, though, to be able to discern. I told you of the uh, lady that Brother Hagen tried to deal with. She was a Sunday school teacher in a full gospel church, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke with tongues. She, uh, her husband brought him her to Brother Hagin and asked, what, do you, what are you going to do to help her? She had been to... Uh, a lot of other ministers and they hadn't helped her he said what are you going to do well Brother Hagan uh, met with them later in the pastor's study he said uh, you want to hear these voices don't you and the lady said yes I do you know if you ask God to hear voices the devil will usually accommodate you we're not instructed in the word to ask him to hear voices if you hear one You'll be able to discern if your spirit is in tune with the Lord. But don't seek voices. It's, not, it's an important thing not to seek them. If they happen, they happen. Let them happen. Praise God for it. But we don't seek them. We end up like that lady. And she ended up in a, in a mental institution. So, praise God. That brings us up to today. We're going to talk about uh, still being led by the Holy Spirit. Being led in other ways. The third way that he leads, remember the first way is is the inward witness. The main way will all be led all the time by the inward witness. The still small voice, the inward voice is the second. The third way is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Voice of the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts chapter 10. If you would in verse 17. Of course, Peter had a vision, you know, in the previous verses. Here in verse 17, it says, Now while Peter wondered within himself what the vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision. The spirit. Said to him. And that word spirit there. Is the word "numa," numa in the Greek. The Holy Spirit. Said to him. Behold. Three men are seeking you. Arise. Therefore go down. And go with them. Doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men. Who had been. Uh, sent to him from cornelius and said yes i am he whom you seek for what reason have you come and they said cornelius the centurion a just man one who fears god and has a good reputation among all the nation of the jews was divinely instructed by a holy angel there's another way of leading right there to summon you to his house and to hear words from you then he invited them in and and lodged them on the next day Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him now we see here in this opening alone and we didn't look at 9 through 16 about the vision but there's three types of leading right there in that opening verses 17 through 23 Peter saw a vision he was wondering about it thinking about it Uh, the spirit spoke to his spirit Holy Spirit, and then these guys told him about an angel that led that uh, led Cornelius to send them to find him. So we see, you know, three types of guidance right there. But we see, though, that the thing I want you to see is uh, verse 19. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, "Behold, three men are seeking you." That's the more authoritative voice of the spirit that's above the inward witness that's above the still small voice it's more authoritative he said to him said to him you know and that's why you know unlike the still small voice you can generally hear this one that's why you shouldn't seek voices because it like i said the devil is ready to accommodate you you know and we don't have to fear that the devil's leading us by our spirit he can't get to our spirit won't get there so and, and we shouldn't desire to see angels either and be led by angels if you see an angel you should know it because they excel us in strength they're bigger than we are most of the time you know or you might see an angel that looks just like one of us and not even know that it's an angel but don't seek to see angels because you know that that's the spectacular We sometimes, like I said before, sometimes we're we're seeking spectacular and missing the supernatural. So we we you know it'd be nice if an angel would come and tell us every every move that we need to make, or God would speak to us in an audible voice, the more authoritative voice. But you know we'll know if if that's the case. But most of the time, He's going to lead us by the inward witness. You know the Bible says Satan can appear as an angel he can transform himself uh, as an angel of light that's second corinthians chapter 11 by the way but it's it's there he said it says that he can do it and he won't hesitate if he can mislead you or misguide you in, in a certain way so we need to follow those three steps three ways that the the holy spirit is going to lead us the inward witness the still small voice and the more authoritative voice of the holy spirit now we need to look at something too. There, you know, we, we live in these bodies, and we're all aware of that, of course. What's the the uh, voice of the body? Feeling is the voice of the body. Feeling. You know, the body tells us if we're in pain. The body tells us if we feel good. The body tells us if we, uh, you know, if we're uh, tired. If we're you know, all these things. Feeling is the voice of the body. Uh-oh. Acts chapter 8 and verse 16 we, we read that already this morning in review but let me just read it again quickly For uh, <coughs> Romans. Romans chapter 8 <laughs> first mistake I made today Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 I knew that looked funny. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. The body itself, feelings, are the voice of the body. So we can't confuse a physical feeling with the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're going to have physical feelings. Uh, Emotions have a tendency to affect our body. That's part of the soulish realm. You know, things when you hear some bad news sometimes, or you hear good news, your body reacts to that. Or if, if somebody upsets you, your body reacts to that. But it's not a physical thing where we, we shouldn't be led by that. It's a spiritual thing. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And we still are, even though we have bodies. We are spirits, we have minds, we live in the body. And feeling is the voice of that body. And we can't deny it. You know, if you're in pain, it's, it's ridiculous to say, I'm not in pain, when you're writhing in pain. It's a bad confession if I confess. Well, you don't have to go around telling everybody, but don't. You know, if you go to the doctor, you're going to need to tell them your symptoms. You know, I have symptoms of this or symptoms of that. This is what's happening in my body. I don't receive it, but that's, that's the way it is. Most doctors will, uh, you know, if you go to a good one, they'll understand what you're saying, but feeling is, is the voice that's going to speak through our bodies. Not to be denied, but to be uh, uh, to understood. That the, God is not going to lead us through, he's, he's not going to put something on us to teach us something, to lead us in some way. That's not the way he works. One man who was a minister, a pastor at a church, came to our church up in Pennsylvania one time. and He was on crutches and he had a cast on his leg and he had broken his ankle, walking up the steps to the platform in his church. And He said the Lord did that to, to help him to get some rest because he'd been working too hard. Well, if you're working too hard and you're tired, you need to take a rest. You don't The Lord's not going to break your ankle to do that for you. You know, feelings are the voice of the body, not the voice of the Lord. You know, it's a silly thing for a pastor to say that, but obviously he had to have some reason that he broke his ankle. The voice of the mind or the soulless realm is reason. Reason itself. We can't be led by emotions or by our will or by reasoning. The mind is the gateway to the spirit, but that's where, you know, we we have to end it right there. Let it go into our spirits. We can't reason through our minds and be led that way. The mind, will, and emotions are part of the soulish realm. Brother Aiken tells of a man who had no college education or no particular uh, upbringing in any kind of trade or anything, but... uh, he became a millionaire when being a millionaire was something. He he actually had a big closet in his house that he used for a prayer closet. And he he made all of his money on investments. He didn't do anything else. He didn't own a company or anything. But whenever somebody would come along with an investment idea, he'd go into that closet and listen to the Lord for two or three days, come out to eat, to, to sleep, and, and that type of thing. i you know he didn't uh, do anything out of the ordinary. he just stayed in that closet away from people and listened to the leading of the Lord and He said oftentimes things investments that looked real good can't miss the Spirit of the Lord would lead him away from those and other things that looked bad that looked like you know they were going to be a bust they they'd go ahead with them. He said he'd never lost a dime in all of his investing so Uh, reason is the voice of the mind of the soulless realm. We can't be led by reason. Like I said, let your mind be the gateway to your spirit as you study the word. But don't don't listen to your mind and everything and and move in that way. Conscience is the voice of our spirit. And we all have one. Some people's consciences are seared so that they'll allow things to happen another testimony that brother Hagan gives and I'm sorry I don't have these testimonies to give but he does so I can share them and I've read this book several times so I know that these these are accurate and I've heard him use them this particular one he used to stay with a man when he was pastoring out in the country an older man in his 80s high 80s and he you know brother Hagan wasn't married at the time but he said that man would put an old-fashioned coffee pot on the stove and let it boil, and, and, you know, and make coffee that way. He had a wood stove, and he said he would take that pot of coffee, pour himself a mug of it, and drink it straight down. He said the lining of his, of his, uh, you know, esophagus and, and throat had to be seared to do that. He'd been doing it for so long. He said I, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't do it today if I, you know, not. I've had bouts with drinking coffee, but I I wouldn't drink a hot cup straight down. His throat was seared. People let their conscience be seared by allowing their, themselves to do things that they know is against, you know, what the spirit of God is leading them to do. And after a while, you know, you become seared, and you go ahead, you know, and, and you're not led by your conscience. Uh, our text, Proverbs twenty twenty seven: The spirit of, the, of man is the candle, the lamp. The flashlight uh, of the Lord, searching all the inward parts uh, of our heart. So, you know, we, we have the leading of the spirit within, within our heart. So, uh, our spirit is the lamp of the Lord. Over in England, they call flashlights torches. So, it's the torch. We think of a torch as a as a rod with a fire on the end of it they call their flashlights torches fine the spirit of man is the flashlight torch lamp candle of the Lord we can rely on our conscience to to lead us because the Holy Spirit lives there within our spirit within our heart and he's not going to mislead us the Holy Spirit won't do that thank God for it thank God I want us to see backtrack a little bit we talked about and in review we talked about the voice of the Holy Spirit the more authoritative voice over in 1st Samuel I was going to skip this but I think we ought to look at it 1st Samuel chapter 3 you all know the the background on this probably I'm sure you do Samuel was under Eli's wing studying Eli was a priest Uh, he wasn't as in tune with the spirit as he should have been his son he couldn't keep his sons in line Uh, it said they would lay with the women who were coming into the tabernacle uh he he tried to correct them. They didn't listen to him. Uh he you know he told them that they couldn't do that, but they did. They kept doing it. So uh the Lord sent a, gave Samuel a prophecy against Eli. In verse one it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. The King James, I believe, says open vision. There was no open vision. An open vision is where you see with your eyes a vision. Not You don't have your eyes shut. You're not praying in the spirit. You're not in a trance, whatever. It's an open vision. There was no open vision in those days. No widespread revelation. And, it, and you can see why if... if A guy like Eli was, you know, the priest. He says that it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out uh, in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, uh, for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. The Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose, went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So that explains why he thought it was Eli. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived, finally, that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went down and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called his... As at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel, at which both ears of everyone who hears, it will tingle. At that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and did not he did not restrain them or uh, rebuke them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So that wasn't good news for Eli, but uh, Samuel stepped up and heard the voice of the Lord. The more authoritative voice of the Lord, probably in open vision, it says he stood before him but you know we, we we can't uh discern that from this but he, he you know he had the more authoritative voice and like i said i'm like the still small voice you can generally hear this when he heard it so and we said feelings the voice of the body reason the voice of the mind or the soulless realm conscience the voice of our spirit look at john chapter 16 we'll begin to close with this Now we know this opening pretty well. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he, capital H, will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he'll speak and he'll tell you things to come. Turn back a page or two, chapter 14 and verse uh, 26. But the helper, helper, comforter, parakletos, counselor, advocate, intercessor, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is still speaking he speaks to our spirit thank god by the inward witness the inward voice the more authoritative voice he'll show us things to come he'll help us prepare and operate in our calling praise god to the best of our abilities brother mark hankins father bb hankins made a statement He, he said he'll if you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit He'll make you a genius Now I know I'm not a genius But I know whenever I've listened To the leading of the Holy Spirit I've not made a mistake Praise God Now the problem is And the problem that many of us has have Is that we haven't taken time To train our spirits To listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit And to know uh, the, the voice the, the inward witness The Holy Spirit we're going to talk about that next week, we can't be remiss on this, we have to be led, this, this time and age that we live, we can't be led by the things that are going on in the world, the, the feelings in our bodies, the, you know our minds play tricks with us and the devil tries to trick us through our minds, we have, we have to have our conscience strong and not seared, like a hot iron, not seared like that man drinking coffee, They have to be ready and listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. We thank you for the way you lead us by your Spirit. Oh, how we desire to be led and hear that voice. But we we want to hear the inward witness primarily because we know that's primarily the way you lead us. We don't seek voices. We'll listen if they come. We don't seek visions of angels or visions, but we know that they come. So if they come, we will be ready because we'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that's the key. We want to put ourselves in in uh, a place where we can be led by spectacular things. But we'll seek the supernatural, the leading by your inward witness, the still small voice, the more authoritative voice of the Spirit of God. We thank you. For those ways that you lead us. We thank you. That you've made it possible. For us to grow stronger. In the spirit. And be more conscious. Of the spirit realm. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. If you're out there and you're listening. On the blog or in some other way. And you say well I can't be led by the spirit of God. I don't have the spirit of God within me. I've not been born again. If you. Uh, we'll pray this prayer with us. You can be born again. And you'll have a measure of the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be full of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's an easy thing to do. Just pray this prayer with us. Jesus said in John six thirty seven, If they come, I won't cast them out. So come to him today. It's the easiest and the best thing you'll ever do on this earth. Come to him, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Call upon him today, Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am, because your word says if I come. You won't turn me away. You won't cast me out. I want to be led by your spirit in every area. I want the spirit of the Lord to to show me everything that I need to do. The major things and the, the small things. So Jesus, come into my heart as my savior. And I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my past sins. And I thank you for forgiving me. Thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. I'm saved. Born again. Born from above. Fill me to the overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And I'll speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you, Father. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for loving me, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-teaching, word-living, word-doing church that teaches the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. And become part of that church. Listen to good teachers. If you're listening on TV or online in some way, Listen to ones who are teaching the full gospel, the full word of truth. Get into a good devotional every day. Stay in the word. Keep it before your eyes and in the midst of your heart. Let it grow in your heart. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Amen.